What's going on, Society members? Welcome to Episode 9 of the Underground Society Podcast, where we get to know some of your favorite local talent and speak to some industry professionals. I'm your host, Justin McGarry, and as always, I just want to start off by thanking each and every one of you for being here, listening to this episode. I also want to thank you guys for sharing on your social media platforms, as that is the quickest way to spread the word about our show, just by sharing with your friends. If you haven't followed us on social media yet, you can find us on both Instagram and Facebook by searching at undergroundsociety.edm and now on Twitter by searching at UGSpod underscore EDM. Also, for those of you who are interested, you can join our Facebook group, The Society Meeting Room, which is where I interact most with you guys. We all share music. You can get access to early announcements and so much more. Come join the community. We would love to have you in there. On today's episode, we have probably the most special guest to date, my life coach and mentor, Nick Cherwink. We go over some of his story working with people like Capitol Records, Insomniac, and Icon Collective, as well as what he is currently doing as a life coach. All right, enough of the intro, Justin. <laughs> Let's kick things off with my top three favorite songs on my daily playlist, with the first one being Zest Please by Closey. So I chose that last song because I think it's super unique. I've been on a huge closey hype lately. Um, and the breakdown in that second drop is freaking super unique. Um, 
Coming up next, we have a new one, uh, which is also a very unique song uh, by Zed's Dead. They just came out with a new album called Catching Z's, um, and one of my favorites off that album is I Think You're Cool, featuring Jenna Pemkowski, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, on vocals. But Zed's Dead's new album is very, very different from what they normally do, and uh, like I said, this is one of my favorites off that, so enjoy.
as you guys know, I am starting to become a bigger and bigger fan of trance. Uh, it's been a lot of what I've been listening to lately. Um, that last song was by Kappa and Deanna Miro um, called The Lights that was released on Zero Three Music. Um, I just, I, I love trance, man. Uh, it's growing on me and it's growing on me, but uh, uh, <laughs> we are going to get into the interview now with Nick. Um, this one was just such a pleasure so much fun talking with him it's always a good time uh when we get together uh we've actually never met in person uh we go over that in the interview but uh we feel like we know each other you know we him being my life coach we're on zoom like once a week roughly um i, I feel like i'm one of his really good friends now so uh let's go dive into that and then after that we do have a mix uh that Pony Beats put together. Um, he is a Sacramento local um, and a good friend of mine. Uh, he plays dubstep and rhythm. Um, so we got a fun little mix from him uh, coming up after the interview. Hi, everybody. My name is Nick Truink, and I currently live in San Diego. Um, I lived in LA for over 12 years. I basically moved to LA right after college. I went to UC San Diego uh, and then, yeah, moved to LA to, to work in the music industry and spent over a decade doing all sorts of fun, awesome things, uh, running around Hollywood, working with artists, uh, really started my career at Capitol Records, worked there for three years. And that was a huge um, way to just kind of get my foot in the door and met so many, so many great people and, and, and artists and um, just learned so much about the business. And uh, I was originally really just like a metalhead and a rock guy, but yeah. that was, that was like 2008 to 2011. So that was really right when dance music really started blowing up yeah. uh, in the United States. Like we signed David Guetta and man, people can talk as much shit as they want, but like David Guetta brought, you know, electronic music, house music to, you know, to the mainstream, like a lot of people wouldn't, you know, he, I think he played a pretty big role in like bringing that sound into like top 40 radio. And now it's like, you know, EDM is like fully saturated into like every other style and genre of music, you know, yeah, pop, pop music is, pop, is pop, yeah. Pop music, <laughs> pretty much dance music now. It's wild. Yeah. I, I remember hearing back and then Martin Garrix came along and guys like that. And it's just like, listening back to you know pop like say like high school i'd say for me which is i don't know six seven years ago um there was a lot more like electronic like synths and stuff involved in the pop music and i was like wow this is wild like so that was right right when i was starting to get into the you know industry and stuff so um, yeah yeah so that yeah. was that was a really fun and, and to be honest you know I, I got i got to work pretty closely with like his manager and, and his project. And they're the ones that introduced me to a lot of the, um, cause honestly, like when I first started, like I didn't even like, like house music, I didn't like electronic music. And so I, but I started working with, with David Guetta and he was just hella cool. He was just this yeah. weird 40 something year old French guy <laughs> with long hair. It was like, who the hell is this guy? And like, nobody knew, you know, it was like, he wasn't popular yet out yeah. here. Um, and so I kind of just developed a relationship with him and, and, but then I, I, then I started going to raves 
and started partying and like you know then i i, I started listening to trance music actually it was really what got me into it which is um, crazy so, because i've actually been listening i'm a huge dubstep fan obviously in, uh, in california but recently trance has been like my four i listen to trance every day right now for the last two oh, weeks i've dude, been super into it trance <laughs> is the best man yeah. Trance is the best and it was funny you know back then that was like it was so much bigger you know because trance was just i mean maybe not bigger but it was just like dubstep wasn't invented yet bass yeah, music yeah, wasn't yeah. A thing yet. so it was like it was like trance music or house music house, yeah. that was that was all we had yeah. or drum and bass like that was yeah. it uh so i was like you know super trance head into you know armin van buren and tiesto yeah. and um but it was such a fun time man because it was like still underground and it was just starting to bubble up um, but I got consumed. Yeah, I, I was a raver. I was a total candy kid. Like I was working at I was working at Capitol Records, and uh, they nick my nickname was Fist Bump in in, in the yes. um, in the <laughs> office. Everyone called me Fist Bump because I was bumped. I was like really getting into listening to this dance music stuff, and nobody got it. Nobody yeah. understood it. They were like, "Nick, you're weird, dude. You're listening to like, techno music," you know. And I was going out every weekend, just like getting fucked up with my friends, having these yeah. super fun experiences, going to raves and from you know from underground raves to like the you know big big insomniac ones and then it just hit then it clicked yeah. then it was like all of a sudden america like caught on and yep. it started getting big and it just blew up and um i left i left capital and i worked for a couple different managers and got into management was um you know man managing a few artists of my own um but then i found icon collective or, or Icon Collective found me. I don't really remember how it happened, but um, yeah, basically met the owners or yeah, met one of the owners um, and each of them at different times. I just totally hit it off. Did with, you just meet him like their, at, at a show or something or? You know, you know how, how did it happen? Um, my friend was signed up to go to a different school and one of my one of my artists that i was a manager for he was friends with one of the owners so he had been telling uh, me he's okay. like yeah there's this place like icon collective i'm, I'm going over there to collab with the owner and yeah. work with him so i knew the name and he was always saying like how cool they were and so when my friend was signed up for this other school i was like hey dude i was like before you really commit to this other school i keep hearing about this place called icon that's supposed to be really dope like you should go check them out um, before you spend all this money, you know? Right. So I ended up going with him to the, um, for his tour okay. and did the little tour with him. And then at the end of it, they let us sit in on this class called the art of flow, which the other owner was teaching. And it's like, I think in that class they were doing, they were like meditating. It was like, <laughs> they had just done like a meditation. And, and so I was like, whoa like what the, what hell? the hell like you're <laughs> meditating in here and and i was really getting into my spiritual path yeah. and learning all this cool stuff which and is so which is a huge part of your life now yeah, yeah yeah certainly certainly and um so then i i think i hit up the owner i met i met the owner that was teaching that class christopher and i was just like hey man like we need to get lunch because that was super cool like i've never i i at that time i was just around DJs that yeah. were like all about partying yeah. and the yeah. nightclub scene yeah. and shit. And I was on, on my own, I was starting to get into spirituality and some yeah. of these other things. And so I was like, Hey man, I was like, I just love what you're doing. Like, I'd love to connect with you because I don't know that many people that are into this kind of stuff. Right. So me and him had lunch together. And then, um, shortly after he was like, Hey, you know, he's like, why don't you come teach the music business class here? Cause you're, you're a manager. And you probably know this shit better than I do. Like you're actually on the ground, you know, on the, 
on the front lines, like yeah. doing stuff every day and, and really had my finger to the pulse. And so they brought me in. Uh, I, I basically took over the music business program um, and then just started. Uh, I was there for a while, just kind of like coming in part time just to teach yeah. music business classes. But then they were, then they offered me they're like, hey, like if you want if you want to come here full time, like you can, we could really use you. And I didn't say yes right away because I was still managing and I was like with this other kind of management company. And then I just kind of, things weren't really taken off with this other management company. And and I was just falling more in love with what they were doing at Icon. So I was like, I accepted, I accepted that, um, that opportunity to just go with them. And I kept managing a few DJs on my own and it just really organically grew. I was, I was with Icon for like seven years kind of part-time teaching and yeah, grew, grew to become a really big part of that. Uh, I mean, that was like early on, this was like 2011, 2012, um, that I, that I started teaching. So uh, damn, that was almost 10 years ago that, now that I say that out loud. Um, <laughs> so this was back when it was like, it was like a little tiny building. Yeah. We would stay open all night long. It was so funny. You'd see like Sullivan King when, when Keaton was going there, yeah, he would yeah. just be like playing with his shirt off and like <laughs> we would stay open all night and it would just become this like wild, almost like party at night. Yes. He would have his shirt off. People would just be fucking bumping music. And it was just like this, the wild west of icon yeah. where it was just like, a, a, an artist school run by artists yep. and now it's legit now it's yeah, accredited yeah, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's like a proper college right. but back then it Not was just so like <laughs> a bunch of fucking dudes that loved making music that would just like threw each other in a room and were teaching each other how to make music it was yeah. it was so cool and it's so cool to see what they've become now yeah um brand new building the music business program, yeah. the vocal program. They have three programs, huge building. I can't wait to go up and visit them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you'll be there at some yep. point, yep. which is really exciting. <laughs> Looking at January right now. So less mm. than a year. <laughs> so cool, man. Yeah. I can't wait for you. Um, so I, out of everything you just said, I do have a couple of questions. Um, one yeah. is, um, if you can give away, I don't know, coffee, confidentiality, reasons or not just say no if you can't answer this question um can you give away any like artists that you used to be a part of and manage or is that kind of confidential oh yeah no i I mean everybody that i managed and was a part of um i let's see yeah well i sullivan king was the last artist that i was a part of okay this is like before like very very early on yeah yeah yeah. um helped him you know just kind of in the beginning stages um but who else did i manage there was this group uh let's see well when i started it was like peace treaty was one of the groups that that i worked with which were really awesome peace treaty cold blank laser tag i helped us i was with this first management company i helped i i I helped um yeah they they signed mac j right as i was leaving but i kind of i kind of like helped them like uh i remember talking to mckenzie saying like yeah because Mackenzie was an icon student and yeah, I had been yeah. working for the company. So I was like, yeah, you really got to sign with these yeah. guys. Um, and they did great with him. He fucking blew up. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, I should have, I should have right. too soon. <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah, th- that was cool. Um, uh, who else? Well, really uh, when I left them, I went and worked with the manager of the black eyed peas. So yeah, I didn't yeah. work with the peas, yeah. but, um, I was working with two of the DJs that were like the producers, like they produced right. some of the big, like black eyed peas hits. Um, Richard vision. I was helping out with, who was first okay. part of that camp. He's like, OG, yeah. OG house music guy. Um, and then let's see. Yeah. James Egbert. He, he, James Egbert was like my dude. He was the one that I, 
um, I don't want to say discovered, but like was, you know, kind of found him on SoundCloud yeah. one day and yeah, we worked together for three years and he's, he's one of the coolest guys, man. Um, he's like, uh, he's like a brother to me and, and he has another project now, um, that, uh, is really dope also that Sweet. i can't talk about yeah don't yeah, talk about, don't talk about anything <laughs> you can't i always tell everyone yeah, that. Yeah. if you can't say it don't so, do it <laughs> um, um yeah never never managed anyone that was like massive you know yeah. but it was like you know i got to i got to be around like you know the getta and the yeah, peas yeah, and yeah. like you know we were working really closely with like insomniac from pasqual so i was like right. that was my um, next question so I, is yeah, it, I helped start the Discovery Project. That yeah. was really cool. Um, I got to a, be really involved in that, and that which was which awesome. is a really cool project. Now I'm a big fan of the Discovery Project, so that's cool. I don't that, even I don't even know what they're doing these days, but it's it, if they're still doing it, I'm happy to hear that they are because that was literally almost. I think that was probably 2012 that we started. Yeah, that, they have a, 2013. They have a whole stage at EDC now that's all Discovery Project artists. Um, mm -hmm. And then they're also doing like for their live streams and stuff during COVID. Um, they did. I think it was the EDC virtual Ravathon. Um, they did like the main stage and then they had a separate channel for the discovery project. So they're still doing oh, wow. stuff with it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're sick. You know, that was, um, that was really cool, man. I had some, I had some very fun, like from, I, you know, th this is where I love getting into the, the spirituality stuff. Go for it. This um, is what I want to dive into. <laughs> like, like you guys have probably hopefully heard of this idea called like the law of attraction. It's basically yeah. like what you focus your mental thoughts on is what you attract into your life. So if you focus on drama and you focus on how things suck, then your things, life's you suck. continue to have drama and you continue yep. to have things <laughs> that suck in your life. But if you really focus on like your dreams and your goals and, and what you want to create, then you can do that as well. And so, I mean, I remember sit, being at Capitol Records and looking across the street at Avalon. Uh, it was a nightclub right across yep. the street. It was like the popular nightclub in, in LA. And seeing, one, still is one seeing of the, the long, ones. Yeah, seeing the long lines of everybody um, getting in line. And I was like, man, I was like, someday, like, I'll be able to just like, I'll just be able to walk in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, and sure enough, like less than a month later, I was working for the guys that threw the party. Like they were, they, they hired me to like work with them. Um, and, and even, and even just before that, I was like, man, I really want to get out of like the major label, like working for Capitol records was cool, yeah. but I also had to work with the artists that I, a lot of artists that I didn't like, I was working right. with you know, these kind of random projects and stuff. Yeah. You know, we had, we worked with everybody. Um, yeah. but I was like, I really specifically, I love electronic music and I want to work with DJs. And so I was like putting that thought of like, you know, this is, this is the vision that I want. And it was like, not even it must've been like six months from like making that decision of wanting to do that. I was like literally like in an, in a, in a taxi with Pasquale in Amsterdam, like going to fucking like techno shows at like four in the morning. And it's like, I went from like zero to a hundred. I went That's from like, sick. I went from like, <laughs> I know, I know like one person in yeah. the electronic scene. Um, you know, I think I knew like maybe three managers in the scene. And the six months later I was like, Oh, I'm literally like, as in it as you can fucking be yeah um and it was really cool it was like this very quick kind of just like skyrocket um you know to jump into that world uh and it was fun but it, you know to be honest it was really like getting into icon was what then you know i i i loved i loved the scene but when it's just about 
the shows and the partying yeah. and the lifestyle, it was missing something. Yeah. And for me, I was really, I grew up as an artist. So I was really more into like what's happening in the studio and what's mm -hmm. happening in the creative process. And I've always had this sort of, um, passion for like personal development and also like spirituality. And so when I found icon, they were the ones that were really, they were bringing all of that together where yeah. it's like, okay, we're, we're really teaching people how to be creative. We're, you know, helping them learn the artistic side of making music and we're really helping people expand their minds and become better people. So that's where I was like, okay, this, this like whole world of like shows and nightlife stuff is cool but like i felt like this is really where i belong yeah, more, I, I feel um, on that level i feel very much the same way i think we all get into it because of the party scene of it that's what initially attracts us and then it's like the longevity of everything is like like working with you and working with you know the all-in artist program and all those guys and like i'm like i said on our last call i think with with those guys i was like man like it's really like the more I get into it and the more I'm around people like that or new and, you know, the spirit, spirituality side and like just because I, I, you know, I come from a Christian background. So having that like two worlds kind of come together in a weird kind of odd way is what mm. makes me know in my heart and my soul that like this is what I meant to do, you know, because mm. I yeah. want to continue on bringing that light to the to the industry of a lot of party and drug use and all that kind of stuff so it's it's funny man like i i'm i'm not religious I'm, yeah. i just consider myself like spiritual yeah um i believe but i believe in i don't have a problem using the word god but yeah. i'll also use the word the universe, universe or yeah. you know fill in fill in the blank every language kind of has its own has its own word for that but i whatever yeah. that is i believe in it because i I tap into it and I have a connection right. with it and I, and I, I use it and it yep. uses me. Yep. Um, but I can't, I can't tell you how many artists I've talked to artists are just like even industry people that it's like, they're scared to talk, especially like, like religiously, like people that right. are, that are Christian yeah. are like scared oftentimes to admit that they're a part of the scene or they like, they feel almost, um, I don't want to say shameful, but it's like these two worlds can't exist. It's like, okay, right. if you're in the scene, then that means like, you just got to be fucking cool and wear all black yeah. and be all about the music and be all about the partying. And like, yeah. but like, don't tell anybody you go to church on Sunday or yeah. don't tell yeah. anybody you have like spiritual beliefs or, right. or, or, or have this like, you know, religious background. Um, I've, I've had almost these like coming out conversations with people where they're like, Hey, like, I got to come out to you. Like I'm, I'm actually Christian. It's like, Cool. cool. <laughs> but yeah. it's, so, it's so funny though, too. Like, I feel like people are like hiding their truth with yeah. this sort of wearing this mask of being this, like this cool fucking industry person. Um, and then hiding the truth of who they are, which I think is like totally bullshit. And, and yeah. I mean, our scene, right. The scene is supposed yeah. to be, at least when I I'm, I'm old. So I come from back when we actually were like candy kids and it was about plur yeah. and it was real. It was a yeah. real, real, ethos and a real lifestyle it's about accepting everybody for who they are and no i think that's what, and that's like, specifically where that link is for me mm. understanding the plural like peace love unity respect and also like understanding like just treat people as people be a good person like i feel like yeah. that's you know those two yeah. that's i think that's the direct click uh, connecting link for me it's yeah man the two. i mean that's like and a work, and working with working with you too i mean i that you've really pushed me into like speak your truth, you know? <laughs> so yeah. knowing that that is my truth, how can I bring that into the world that I love and I'm existing in already? You know, I don't think people 
we haven't yet talked about how we know each other. No. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of just got off on a roll here. So, <laughs> um, well, you cause you mentioned, you mentioned the all, the all in artists, you mentioned, yes. you mentioned the group. And so people yes. are kind of like, what, what the well, I did the people who have been keeping up on my Instagram do know how, but, um, yeah. So for those of you, you who don't know, um, I met, I saw an interview that Cymatics did with you, Nick, um, probably that was in 2019, I think. And then I reached out to you and I was like, man, like this really resonated with me, like just everything you were saying. And that's how I found out that, you know, Icon was opening a music business program. And that's kind of where my head was going anyways. And I was like, man, this is perfect. And I, I just took a chance and reached out to you. And um, it's kind of funny. I don't think I've ever told you this, but I was like, all right, cool. He only has like, he doesn't have like 50,000 followers. Like <laughs> my message me back. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, so then I reached out to you and then we got talking and then we were kind of just like, we just kept in touch for like a year or so. And then uh, I got to the point where I could actually, you, we, we talked about Icon and you're like, actually, I'm doing, you know, life coaching now. This is, you know, I've kind of ventured off and I'm doing this now. And um, I was like, oh, that's sick. Okay. And I was already passionate about, I was already, in, already getting into like my self-development journey and like getting more in touch back in touch. Cause I went through a period of time where I was like, okay, yeah, I was raised Christian, but do I really believe this? I was kind of doing some soul searching. And, um, then when I reached out to you, you were like, oh yeah, I'm a life coach. And I was following and I was reading a book, um, off another life coach. And I was, you know, that's kind of how I got into it. And I was like, oh, that's sick. Like you're a life coach as well. And we are, you know, we have this music thing in common. And I was like, that's like almost like divine intervention kind of <laughs> for me. Um, and then, yeah. And then after that, we just kept in touch. And then all of a sudden you're like, at some point I'm going to coach you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> and then I finally like got to a point where like I could afford it and we worked it out. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then you released, we worked together starting what August, I think of last year. It feels like it was years. August. Yeah. It's only August. Yeah. I think it was only August. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then you launched the all in artist program. Um, that I, we just wrapped up. Um, I'll, I'll, why don't you give a little bit of an exi- explanation of what that is? Oh yeah, I'll say what it was. Cause was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I just ran it once, but yeah, um, yeah I had. <clears throat> I honestly was sitting there one day, and I had just this lightning bolt of inspiration hit me. That gave me this idea to put together a what became an eight week program um, of basically helping artists really go all in on their dream. And it was wild. Cause it just, the whole curriculum just kind of hit me like in, in a flash. And it was just like, Oh, like, yeah, this is where we start. These are the things, these are all the things like we need to cover that like a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of energy stuff, uh, creativity stuff, really just commitment drive, like all the things that I think an artist uh, really needs to have in place in order to, succeed and really go all in. Um, because I think that that is the first, the first step. I mean, the first lesson was just about belief. It's like, Hey, if you want to do this, like that's where it begins, believing, believing in yourself and and making the commitment to go all in. Those were like the first two weeks. Um, because a lot of times, yeah. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He had a full, we had, we had to sign a contract. We had to do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign your contract. That was fun. Yeah, it um, was. So, but for me, it was really like just a, it was like a creative project for me yeah, yeah. As, as someone who's taught 
about creativity for so long. Um, you know, to come full circle, that class that I sat in on at Icon Collective, the Art of Flow, you know, a couple of years later, I ended up teaching and I, I took over as, as the teacher for that class. It was pretty wild, but it was just all about creativity. And I've sort of talked about it and preached about it for so long, but me making the program was me finally actually really putting my money where my mouth is and actually going through those same creative principles to bring that, to bring that, um, that program to life. So yeah, it was all video based. Like I recorded, you know, it was like a whole online video, you know, based program and we met every week and, um, but halfway through running it, I realized I'm like, Hey, you know what? Just, I had this sort of shift. I was like, you know, I think I'm kind of done with the artist stuff. Like, I think I want to move on and, and, and graduate that's, and and start climbing a new mountain. That's so where I was going to go with our conversation next. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we, you know, we just, yeah. What last week we just wrapped up the last, the last call, um, ran the, my, my plan originally was like, cool, I'm going to make this program and just like run it for, you know, at least like a year. And yeah, yeah I just ran it once. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm ready for something is calling me yeah. to, to, to lean into it next. Yeah. Um, now what is that? What, what is your next step? Like in the next five years, what's your goal with mm. your coach? You know, it's funny, man. I, I won't even look five years in, into okay. the future anymore because, um, I don't know what's five years right. is going to look like, but it's like, what's happening right now? What's my, what's my passion? What's my purpose? What's my mission right now? Yeah. Um, I do actually, I'll, I take that back. There is this bigger picture sort of thing. That's like maybe beyond five years is like, I don't, I really want to actually get into like reforming the public education system and start bringing ideas and principles and, and curriculums to public education that I think are things that we need to be teaching like young people, like just like, what sorts basic, of basic personal development type right. of stuff. You know, it's like right. we learn so much garbage that we don't actually, yeah. <laughs> we don't actually use in our life, but how about some basic communication skills? Yeah. You know, Dude. how about, how about yeah. some emotional intelligence? Yeah. How, you know, some of these things yeah. it's like, yeah, they, they would really help. <laughs> Very much um, so. so. People, yeah, you anyways, know, especially, yeah. especially my, I mean, luckily I kind of took that journey on my own, but yeah. friends of mine and people that I know they're my age, like they're so like emotionally like drained and just like have all kinds yeah. of stuff going on in their lives. And they don't know how to st step away from and like remove themselves from certain yeah. things and really because do what's best for them and follow their own yeah. path. You know, like that's so important. Because we're not taught these things, you know, yeah. like may maybe if you had like really awesome parents, like right. you, but for most <laughs> of us, luckily for like, me, no. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it would be really cool. Like I'd love to start, uh, you know, even just like starting in college, it's like a yeah, yeah. freshman year, you go to college, it's like, Hey, here's some basic life skill shit yeah. for you to learn. That's pretty much just, when like, I started a bank account. Yeah. You know? That's pretty much what I, yeah. when I started was right when I kind of got into college. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's the probably, you know, five years down the road, okay. but, but as of right, right now, now, what do you want? Yeah. On? Right now, what I've been really interested and passionate about has been men's work, which yes. I've, yes, <laughs> I've worked mostly, I've worked mostly with guys. Like I've certainly had um, female clients. And I love, I love working with women. I grew up with women. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why that's maybe what makes me so also interested in, um, in this kind of like men's work as well. Uh, it's cause I've, I've sort of maybe seen it from both sides, but yeah. And, and that's such, I'm still figuring out what that really means. Right. Um, but getting into, you know, working specifically with men, um, 
it's, you know, obviously like every, every man is different. Every, um, you know, every, every man is different, but there also are these sort of, um, commonalities, I think yeah. perhaps that we yeah. all sort of experience. And just when it comes to relationships, it's like, yeah. you know, to, to just to be very like broad in general, it's like, you know, men and men and women are kind of fundamentally different. And, you know, we, we, we sort of think differently, we, we yeah. work differently, we act differently. So, I love getting into relationship relationship stuff. I love getting into like that, you know, just the dynamics of um, partnership and relationship, but, but also, um, you know, there's on a more spiritual kind of energetic level, we have these like ideas of masculine and feminine energy and, and those exist within anybody, whether you're male, female, non-binary, like whatever, wherever you fall, you know, kind of on, on the spectrum. Um, or off of the spectrum, like whatever you identify yourself with, like as a human, we do have these two sort of energetic um, states. So uh, I really love diving into like this exploration of masculine energy. And, and I think it's because I spent so much time in the art of flow. That's all about feminine. energy. It's all about creativity and creativity is flow. It's like, it's, it's about, you know, there's no boundaries. Like you just kind of, you're like water, you're flowing, you're moving, you're grooving. And that's the sort of essence of, of feminine energy. Whereas masculine energy is like the strong grounded, you know, direction, direction, uh, side, you know, directed side of it. Um, with with this project, with this project too, um, I've really learned, you know, I've, for a while I've been, I have been reading books like no more Mr. Nice guy that you, you mm-hmm. know, had me read and, um, other, some other books that are like more on like the masculine, like learning, you know, all that material. And I think I've, it's been three or four years now that I've been, you know, absorbing information that is, you know, in that realm. And now, mm-hmm. uh, now that I have this project, there's a lot of like, I never really, got into exercising my creativity until mm. this project. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I posted a video this morning of you talking with, with uh, Steven from Cymatics and uh, you were saying, you know, there's a good, that you have to have the, the same creativity that you use to produce your music. You have to use to um, put into your business, your branding, your marketing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I didn't even before, like, I mean, once I heard that, I was like, okay, cool. Like, but now that I'm actually able to, practice it it's like okay now i'm trying to find the balance between the feminine and the masculine and how that kind of how do you balance that as a creative person as a creative man you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure um and and so much of it is really about following your intuition you know i think that you know masculine energy can kind of be connected more to like boundaries and structure yeah. and it's sort of like this is the way that you do it there's a little bit of like a of, of a system and it's mm-hmm. logical mm-hmm. um you know it's more in the head and so that's where it's like okay cool like ha- you know come up with your business plan and, right. <laughs> and come up with like your things to do list and, yeah. and schedule time yeah, put yeah. it in your day you be disciplined about execution but within right? that and, time then you got yeah, to use the feminine. Yeah. The, the other side of it is more about like your, your feeling and your yeah. intuition yeah. and just like having flexibility and mm-hmm. just going wherever the creativity wants you to go. So and be, um, being okay with not always like being like we've talked about in the past, like, you know, it, we got to reschedule. We got to push it back. We got to yeah. adjust things. You just allow yourself to kind of flow with it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, flex flexibility yeah. for sure. Um, 
you know, also just the seed of this was planted, like just the idea of it. It was like, it was inspiration. You felt, yeah. you had this feeling, yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah. inspired. I just have this creative idea yeah. and it's an, it's inspiring. So the seed of it really kind of was like the, I guess the sort of like feminine energy aspect right. of it, but then you had to, to execute yeah. the vision, right? Yeah, that's like, yeah. okay, well, that's where there's that sort of masculine energy of the structure that, that comes out from it. So yeah. it's, it's definitely both of them working together. Um, so it's, I don't know, to me, it's, it's, it's all just concepts, man. All this shit's right. just made yeah. up. None of, it's actually, none of it's actually real, but it, it's all the matrix. It helps, anyways, it's fine. It, all, yeah, it, it helps to just like, I think, you know, anyway, you know, where we have to come up with like, words to words and systems and processes and archetypes and things like that to make sense of the world. Yeah. And so this is just sort of a framework that I find really kind of helps me start to make sense of the world and make sense of myself. Absolutely. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's fun. It's fun to get into. I, I think like what I, cause I've been like, I might, the pendulum for me and my journey has swung far to each yeah. side where it's like, on the one hand I have been like, I grew up being an artist. I grew up being like, uh, making music all the time and, and was kind of, um, yeah, really in tune with that sort of creative side. And I've also totally been a jock and I've been yeah. lost in this like toxic masculinity of being in a, being in a frat, you know, playing, yeah. playing sports, being a rugby player, um, fucking, totally just like being a crazy party animal. Yeah. Uh, but then I've also really found this feminine connection through music in the rave scene and, and the plural life and just like being in cuddle puddles right, and hugging right, people. Right, so it's right. like, I've played so much on the spectrum of both of those things yeah. that, um, now I find it really, yeah, really interesting to be like, Hey, where's that balance? Yeah. And, how can I lean into each side of those? Like when I, when I need to, like, when yeah. do I need to bring out the badass warrior yeah, that needs to chop yeah, off some yeah. fucking heads and get <laughs> shit done? And then when do I need to lean into like the lover and the empathetic person right. and, and lean into that? Um, and so I think that what I see is, you know, there's some people that are, um, you know, kind of stuck on one side or the other. Yeah. Right. And especially for the guys that haven't really tapped into like their masculine core, their masculine yeah. energy, you know, there's especially in living in a world where we're so addicted to our phones and we're so unplugged, we're yeah. so disconnected from reality, we're disconnected from our power. I think there's a lot of men, there's a lot of, you know, men that are living as very weak versions of themselves that aren't like stepping into the power that they actually have inside of them where they can really truly rise and just like, kick ass and be leaders and be heroes and just be fucking awesome. We're sitting here like watching the world through Instagram and through Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And so part, I think, of what's, <laughs> yeah, I think of like what's coming up for me now is just like this, this um, passion for wanting to like, really like help, help people wake up their right, masculine right. core. Which I don't think I've ever, you know, I, I attempted and I started learning principles and stuff, but until I started working with you, it's, and I'm excited for what's to come as you really start to figure out and develop a coaching kind of style too. And me being along that journey, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm super excited Thank you, for bro. that to not and, affect me too and everyone else that's going to be involved with that. So, well, I, and, and I, I, I get to thank you because there's, there was you and probably like a handful of other people, you know, a clients that came along where it was like, yeah, we, the initial conversation maybe was like, 
Hey, I want help with my art or I want help with my yeah, business. Yeah, I want help yeah. with this. But then as we started getting into it, it was like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> here's some other stuff for us to look at that yeah. is actually really, really cool and really inspiring and really transformational. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't until I, I worked with you and worked with like yeah. a couple other clients. I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, this is the shit that's really, I feel like is really exciting and really important. So awesome. thank you for being a big part of my journey. Yeah, dude. Um, if there is, I'm going to go, and this is going to be my last question before I ask you where people can find you at. But, uh, if there was one piece of knowledge that you could share with anyone trying to make it in the music industry, what would it be? It could be a couple things, but <laughs> I think the biggest piece is trust yourself, listen yeah. to yourself, you know, like everybody else has an opinion. Everybody else has a style. Everybody else has some sort of template or just idea of what they think things should be and how they should be done. But you are the only you and you get to bring something completely special and unique to the industry, whether that's on the business side or whether that's on the creative side. So to really trust yourself and not fall into anybody else's formula for what you think like things are supposed to look like, you know, really just to like be an innovator um, yeah. and, and, and trust yourself in that process. I think that's the most important thing. Sweet. Um, that's great advice, man. It's one thing that I've really tried to go for and you know i did have an innovative idea and if it wasn't for you i wouldn't have gotten the nudge to actually dive into this project so um thank you so I, much I, from i ahead. have to say how how cool it is to be sitting here <laughs> talking on your podcast which was like an idea from a conversation that we had had you know yeah. months and months ago but to the way that you, I mean, I've had plenty of conversations with clients about ideas yeah. and I've had, you know, or just friends or people right. in general, like everybody right. has a fucking idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They're a dime a dozen. Right. But <laughs> the way that you just dove in and you executed and you made it happen, you made it come to life. Um, you've been knocking this thing out of the park and that's been the coolest thing to see. So it's uh, an you. honor to be actually sitting here with you today yeah. and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate um, you not only being on the podcast, but also, you know, giving me the nudge and, you know, being in my corner. I know this is, we've actually never, for everyone who's listening, we've never met in person. So <laughs> to have this deep of a relationship with someone who we really have only connected on like Zoom and phone calls and text message and Instagram, <laughs> um, yeah. I really feel like you're like, you're one of those, you're in my top five people in my life right now. And I just, I appreciate you so much, dude. I love you. Yeah. Um, thanks I love for being you too, on. man. I, thanks, I can't wait to give you a big ass hug when we right. finally meet each other. Someday. Right. Dude, it's going to be so just between you, you and I, and whoever's listening to this podcast, uh, <laughs> working at Amazon, I actually have an opportunity in July to come down to San Diego. So oh, I shit. might be coming down there pretty soon. So if oh, wow. I'll keep you, I'll keep in touch with you about that, but let me know, yeah. man. Um, Last but certainly not least, how can people get in contact with you and find you and stuff? Yeah, probably Instagram, I'd say, is the best way these days. So yeah. just hit me up on Instagram, Nick Cherwink, N-I-K-C-H-E-R-W-I-N-K. Sweet. Pretty easy to find. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. All right. Bye. There is a place very far from this world. 
What's going on? You are now locked in to Pony Beats and the official mix for the Underground Society. I just can't thank Justin enough for giving us Underground Artists a platform to really share music. I've been like a little bit nervous to talk on the mic, but you know, let's just get right into this fucking music, guys. I think this shit's going to be a fucking wild and trippy ride for everybody.
stands out Until the bars get the drinks in Yeah, the night is still young So let the madness begin, darling I said, where's your BB? Fuck that I don't want your pin Yeah, we're gonna drink till the morning Pass out and do it again, let's
How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? That's trauma. Holy fucking shit, you guys have been awesome. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Pony Beats. Hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode, but we have unfortunately came to the end of it. Um, thank you to Pony and Nick, of course, uh, for being a part of Underground Society in Episode 9. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have an episode. So um, thank you to both of you. Um, also, thank you again to all of you listening. A quick reminder for you guys, we do have Society merch available. You can find the link to that in our social media bios, as well as visiting www.undergroundsocietypodcast.com. Wherever you're listening, please make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button if you like this episode um, to get notified when each new episode comes out. Other than that, I'm your host, Justin McGarry. Please keep wearing your mask and being safe, and I will talk to you all very soon. <laughs>